Hello everyone and welcome to episode 30 of Sights on Sinnoh, the Diamond and Pearl anime podcast that is looking to catch you up on everything that happens in the Sinnoh region as we get closer to Diamond and Pearl remakes. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming out later this year. And today I have a duo with me as well for this week's episode as we continue the Heart Home Tag Battle Tournament. I'm tagging up with two other co-hosts. This week we have Karina and JM. How are you guys doing this week? Uh, I'm doing great other than, you know, my voice is kind of shot right now. So, oh man, we'll see how this goes. Turtle party too hard over the weekend, but I am too. <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, I I was at a wedding this weekend, so that was fun. Nice. Was it uh, a church wig, the maid of honor? No, no. Um, there were no Pokemon at this wedding, sadly. Ah, unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Because there's a lot of Pokemon in this episode, as you guys <laughs> might have gathered, for, for multiple reasons. <laughs> just just go with it. It's, it's the best I got was, right now. That was real wow. smooth, Will. Wow. Incredible. You know? It's incredible uh, to have you guys here for episode 50, also known as episode 51 in uh, the Japan syndication of these episodes because they have a recap episode, which we don't, but uh, we talk about that at greater length in episode 28, I believe, of Sights on Sinnoh, so just tune into that if you want some more context there. But for this episode called Glory Ablaze, the blurb reads, The good news for Ash and his friends is that they've entered a tag battle tournament in Hearthome City, and everyone made it past the first round. The bad news? Paul is Ash's partner, and the two of them just can't get along. Before the second round, Paul has his team team up against Chimchar and deliver some harsh training. Even Team Rocket thinks Paul is being cruel to Chimchar. And it's all too much for Ash, who insists on taking Chimchar to the Pokemon Center. Now, if I remember correctly, there isn't a cold open for this episode. Correct. There's a narration uh, kind of doing a recap of the last mm-hmm. episode. Which I yes. think works well. I was going to say that too, because this is very much a three-part episode. <clears throat> so it makes sense to just do a recap of what happened last time in case people missed it. I like the recap a lot better than the cold open. I've been saying this whole season, I don't like the cold opens. Narration works much better in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, 100% agree. I think it's like the worst part of this season. Like, consistent thing they do this season is these cold opens that are just clips from like later in the episode. I don't know how much time it saves doing narration versus cold open. Sometimes it just feels like it's about the same. But in terms of usefulness, narration seems to be the best option here. And right after the narration, we get the intro, and we see that it's nighttime of the first day of the tournament, so just a few hours, presumably, after the last episode leaves off. And we have Ash training with all his Pokemon by having Stariva use Aerial Ace, and all his Pokemon kind of spin in the air to avoid it, something that he's been practicing since the first gym. I love spinning Chartwick. That's all I really have to say about this. (laughs) It's incredible. It is pretty good. I like, um, I mean, spinning Piplup has to be the best, but if we're talking Ash's Pokemon, I agree. Spinning Turwig is pretty good. And you were on the episode, Karina. Were you surprised to see the spin come back here? Um, I don't know. Surprised, but I did like that it came back and we get to see that Ash is uh, really incorporating those coordinator moves in his battling. Mm-hmm. There's still that connection. He didn't just forget that strategy. Um, it's sticking around for sure. And they're distracted by a flamethrower out in the distance and decide to figure out what's going on there when they find Paul training with Chimchar and a bunch of his other Pokemon, including Torterra, Murkrow, Ursarig, and Weavile, all Pokemon that we've seen before. And Chimchar's looking pretty beat up here, as you can kind of piece it together that They've just been launching attacks at Chimchar for a while now, and Chimchar's been trying to block them with Flame Wheel and Flamethrower in what looks like an effort to make Chimchar stronger. Yeah, this is, like, really cruel. And and they're 
it's not like they're just using regular moves. Like, you know, Ash tends to to use pretty basic moves with a lot of his Pokemon. For instance, Turtwig uses Tackle like a ton in this episode and throughout the tag battle arc. Uh, whereas Paul's using like, what was it? Like Focus Blast. Yep. And I think there's like a Hyper Beam in there or something. Like they're really strong moves that he's throwing at this Chimchar. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that stuck out to me as well, because this is clearly a contrast between both their training styles. And some of the moves that Paul uses here are things like Sky Attack, Leaf Storm, Focus Blast, I think maybe Blizzard or something. And those are all pretty powerful moves in the game. So it's definitely a noteworthy thing that he's using them against his own Pokemon here. Yeah, this was the start of, um, I feel like I've never really liked Paul. And then throughout this episode, I like just didn't like him at all. And it wasn't even like the good kind of, you don't like a character. It was like, you don't like him and it's, it's not good. And it just makes watching the episode kind of a drag. (laughs) No, I, I totally get that. I, I have complaints about Paul. I have a lot of complaints about Paul. Uh, luckily you didn't put me on the episode before this, uh, because a lot of my complaints were in that episode and how he was really weirdly written. Yeah. I don't think a lot of his dialogue and explanations and reasoning make sense. And I'm, I'm not saying like, like, I mean, objectively they don't make any logical sense. And we can talk about that later when we get the Chimchar backstory, um, but but it really just seems like he has no idea what's really going on. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, like some some characters are dislikable, and and you like that they're dislikable, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like Bakugo in My Hero Academia, like he's so <laughs> dislike, he's so unlikable, but like you you still enjoy that aspect of him, right? Whereas Paul is just like unlikable, and it's it's not the good kind of unlikable. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And it it just seems like they tried early on to hint it like there was more to Paul. But I feel like we haven't gotten any of that. And unless we get that in the very last episode of the season, it, it just seems like he's had a weird arc. And, you know, we had the, the last yeah. time we saw him was the episode that all three of us were on. And that was also weird because he just didn't really have a purpose there. It, it, mm. it feels like they're like trying to build him up to something that he's not really proving to be. But yeah. He was like, when did we see Paul? But yeah, we saw him because he <laughs> when they were getting out of the thing, and his only role there was to like be a total jerk for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, right, and and that's kind of still his role. Right, and we we will get there, but it's not going to be this season. <sighs> I will tell you that. And it sounds like from what you guys, or at least from what JM was saying, it sounds like this was kind of the end of his arc for you. I mean, it's the end of his arc for this season because we're out of episodes. We've got one left. Uh, There's really not too much more we can get into Mm -hmm. aside from the backstory we're about to get. Right. And before we get right there... Uh, we have Ash run up as Chimchar is launching a flamethrower, which uh, actually misses the target and accidentally hits Ash instead, which concerns Chimchar very adorably as he runs over to Ash to check if he's okay. And Ash actually compliments uh, Chimchar's strength, though Paul is still very critical about it. Yeah, every time... Oh, so I didn't realize this until we had a discussion... Uh, offline, uh, this is the second episode in a row where Ash gets like hit or nearly hit by Chimchar's flamethrower, mm-hmm. and but like each time he's impressed, and more so the second time, which I think is a really neat little touch. Yeah, and I wonder if how much of that is also just him trying to help Chimchar not feel bad. Right. I mean, it does look like it hurts. Like this one straight up knocks him over. Right. Right. And then they get into an argument over why he's training Chimchar so hard, and Paul doesn't want to tell him anything. He just doesn't seem to owe, feel like he owes him an explanation at all. 
Ash keeps trying to say that as a tag valve harder, he kind of owes him that explanation. And like, eh, like, all right. That's not terrible. But like, you could come up with a stronger argument, Ash. Uh, and then Dawn also shows up, actually. Kind of out of nowhere. But she also calls Paul out for his behavior here. And the most that he gives them is saying that Chimchar also wants this, which surprises them. And they ask Chimchar, who kind of reluctantly agrees that he's trying to get stronger. Yeah. Now, going back to Dawn, there was a bit that we haven't discussed yet. Like, there's a whole section of the Pokemon Center. Mm -hmm. uh, Which does lead into this, and I think is like a good... A good little tidbit for Dawn and a good reason for her to show up here. Right. Oh, okay. That's fair. I never thought of it that way. To me, it does. It seemed kind of random, but with that context and the kind of theme of this episode, it does actually make sense. Did you want to talk about that scene back at the Pokemon Center? Yeah, so there's a scene at the Pokemon Center. Uh, it opens with Nurse Joy, like, kind of overwhelmed at all the Pokeballs and Pokemon being delivered to her because it's the tag battle. Yeah. Uh, then Brock <laughs> swoops in being Brock and straight up says he's a nice guy, which I was like, oof, Brock, please <laughs> don't do this. Uh, his partner gets jealous, even though she like straight up denied him the episode before, which I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, um, I, I also noted being like, wow, Brock's Brock's uh, tag team partner is suddenly really into him, huh? But I think right? it was because they, like, they battled really well, and she was like, oh, wait, you're so cool. We're going to be amazing together. And now she's, like, possessive of him. I don't know. It's weird. No, I, I, I see that. Um, but the real highlight of this is, for multiple reasons, is the discussion between Dawn and Conway, her tag team partner. Right. Um, okay, yeah, this, this confused <laughs> me because, um, so they, like, they were talking about, um, Don was, like, wanting to know about his, his formulas, et cetera, et cetera, but the part that confused me was after this, where he, like, polishes his glasses and says something about being an enemy oh, of Ash, and I was like, that what, was is, weird. what is happening yeah. right now? Like, who is this person? Is he, like, undercover? Are we, who, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, you I was also getting mixed signals from Conway. Um, first of all, the big thing that is just the best part of this is Piplup drinking out of a cup. Oh, that was good. I took so many it, screenshots. <laughs> incredible. It was amazing. I love Piplup so much. They're using straws and, and like <laughs> Piplup has a beak. It's... Waiting, <laughs> waiting for somebody to make a Piplup sip emote on Twitch. Oh, man. Right. It's so good. Um, but no, the other thing I wanted to touch on, and I don't watch the sub, I know Manny does, this is one of the, like, two main lines in this episode that was changed between the sub and the dub, where when he's simplifying his formula or whatever in the dub, he says, uh, him and Don equate it to, to friendship being the key, uh, in the sub, he uses the word love, which has a slightly different connotation and also explains why Piplup and Dawn blush a bit more. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a neat little thing. I, I, I don't know why they changed it from that. I think it's just the Americanized connotation of love might be interpreted a little differently than it would be in Japan. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then... As soon as Dawn hears this, she's like, I gotta go tell Ash, and then she runs away. And I think it works well, because Ash kind of figures this out on his own as the episode progresses, and Dawn never actually tells him, at least not on screen. Interesting. I kind of just thought it was like, she just wants to help Ash, but like, Ash discovered the power of friendship like a few hundred episodes ago, I'd say. This is true. Yeah. Wait, is it supposed to be friendship between the trainers or between the trainer and their Pokemon? Trainer and their Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. He's just Which is where Paul totally fails. Exactly. Time. Yeah. Because I mean, that's kind of the subtle contrast that we have here in terms of actual 
practices, though it's never like complete. It's it's more like spotlighting how Paul is wrong, but technically there is an actual like theory or ideology between how to train your Pokemon correctly, and it's what Conway says. Though that's never complete. That they, these characters never even talk to each other, right? So it's it's interesting that this is how kind of, they kind of deliver it, and also develop Dawn a little bit on the side. But then this leads us back to Ash and Dawn looking for Chimchar and Paul as they go away to to train some more. And we have some more big moves in store, like Ursaring's hammer arm, uh, leads on from Terra again. Uh, the sky attack that I mentioned from Murkrow, and uh, it it causes Chimchar to just collapse on the floor, with which uh, Paul's response is, get up. And since Chimchar isn't getting up, he tells um, Elegant to use Thunder to wake him up. Yeah, jeez, Paul, you should be, like, arrested or something. Calm down. Uh, but luckily, we get a volt tackling pikachu coming out of nowhere and absorbing the blast while heroically standing in front of chimchar um as it like stares down elekid and paul which pisses off elekid actually as it's like hey you blocked my attack what's wrong with you yeah elekid very much seems like a um like the pokemon version of paul like he's very into paul being mean to chimchar and and yeah (laughs) yeah and I know Paul's not as hard on his other Pokemon as he is with Chimchar, but also all the other Pokemon are okay with it, and they don't yeah. seem to be as bothered by things as Chimchar is, and I think that's also weird. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're all totally fine using, like, all of their signature and strongest moves on this Chimchar that can barely stand. Like, none of them question it. Paul's pretty selective with the Pokemon that he has and the ones that mm-hmm. he keeps. We've seen them release multiple Pokemon. And Chimchar is kind of the one exception to this as a Pokemon that, like, doesn't fit his mentality for how he trains. But he keeps it along for another reason, which we're about to get to. So, right. to me, I think that's part of maybe Paul's subconscious in how he forms his team to have a lot of people that go along with what he's doing. Right. I can see that. There's basically an intervention on Ash and Dawn's part as they come in, pick up Chimchar, and tell Paul, hey, we're going to take this Pokemon to the Pokemon Center. And he just says, be my guest. And just looks away from them as they run back to the Pokemon Center where Brock starts tending to Chimchar. So angsty. <laughs> yeah, why is, why is Brock in, like, his nurse's jacket here tending to Chimchar? I mean, he, like, did that earlier to prove he was a nice guy who cares about Pokemon. Yeah, because... He kind of never a... left that uniform. He told Nurse Joy that he can help her since he's a Pokemon breeder in, uh, in training. Okay. And as he's taking care of them, Holly, who's his tag battle partner, and his friends have a slight discussion. And she just says, like, you guys are lucky to have Brock. Brock comes out telling him that Chimchar's going to be okay. But not, not, I mean, it's just kind of them seeing, like, what's happening here with uh, Chimchar. And then I think we cut back to the lobby of the Pokemon Center, where we see one table has Brock and Paul. And then another table has everyone else just on the on the sidelines, kind of like waiting to hear what's going to happen. Because Paul's Paul's having the talk, or from Brock, basically the Brock talk, you might say. <laughs> yes, Brock is inquiring after uh, Paul's intentions with Chimchar, not as Ash's friend, but as Chimchar's friend. Yeah, I really like this line actually because. It's it follows up another one where Paul like where Brock's asking about how yeah how like he's treating Chimchar and Paul says um oh I bet Ash told you like everything about it and he's like no Ash didn't tell me anything I had to tend to Chimchar's wounds that's how I know I was like like, it's pretty obvious yeah I love that moment because it's 
like a, a, just a, a slight subtle burn there. Every time Brock gets serious, actually, to me, it feels more impactful because of how much he's used for comic relief, especially by the time we're in Sinnoh. Yes, like, definitely. He starts, he starts like Indigo League pretty serious, and he just slowly becomes this comic relief character that like is always hitting on the girls, and you know, no one really takes him seriously, especially by this point. I mean, he, he's a capable trainer and a capable breeder. And, like, he has skills, but in terms of personality, he's never really that serious, except for moments like this. And I think that helps it. Yeah, it's it's a good, like, baseline to compare him to that elevates him a lot. Uh, and here is where we get the backstory, finally, for Chimchar. Uh, as we see... Uh, Paul recalling how he caught a ninjask in the forest, and as there, he's like checking if the ninjask is good, as he does with all his Pokemon. A bunch of ch- of Zangus come racing past him, ch- following a Chimchar, who they then corner at a cliff. Chimchar's just like barraged with attacks by this gang of Zangus, which has causes him to be pretty wounded as he's stuck up here. And in a last-ditch effort, as the Sankus all come towards him, uh, Chimchar's blaze ability activates, and he's able to, like, burn away all these Sankus, basically, with Flame Wheel, and leaves a, leaves a scorching earth, literally, on the cliff. And a breathless Chimchar is there, just kind of taking in what happened as Paul comes up to him and says, Hey, you did this! Yep, and then he asked Chimchar to hop in a Pokeball, and apparently Chimchar does. <laughs> yeah. yeah! It's like, oh, okay. Great. <laughs> There's a few things about this flashback. Uh, one, I might be reading way too much into this, but I was really reminded of the first episode that you and I recorded, Will, and that was the one, the battle between Paul and Chimchar and Ash and Turtwig, where... Specifically the scene where Chimchar and Paul scale down the waterfall cliff. Mm-hmm. And seeing Chimchar cornered here at a waterfall cliff, I'm wondering if I'm just reading way too much into that or like looking to see it, even that showing a sign of growth that early on in Paul and Chimchar's journey. Really? Okay. Uh, I wouldn't... I actually wouldn't. Uh, maybe... Maybe it's just how the episode was structured, but I kind of don't think that was something that they had in mind there, since it was such a weird, like, freak accident that caused them to go right. over the cliff. But it's an interesting comparison that that you uh, observed there for sure. The other thing, and this has to, this actually plays back into my complaints about Paul uh, from the anime episode before this, which I haven't really discussed. Uh, was his narration throughout this flashback is very Paul-centric. It's not about Chimchar. Like, for instance, he says, like, I knew I had to have Chimchar for myself, and if I got Chimchar, I knew I was going to win the league for certain. Like, things like that. Like, especially because in the episode before, Ash makes a comment about how they're tag team partners and should try to work together. And Paul's response to this is, it's always about you, isn't it? And it's like, this is the least selfish thing Ash has ever said to you, Paul. Like, shut up. Like, are you even listening to Ash? And then literally four hours later in in their reality, he's only talking about, like, wanting to have Chimchar for himself so that he's stronger. Not, that, not for Chimchar. Yeah, yeah. I also thought that was really weird wording when he was like... And then they, they like showed him, they show Chimchar doing his crazy flame wheel, flame wheel thing. And then Paul says, and then I knew I had to have him for myself. Not even like I knew Chimchar was really powerful. It was just like, and then I knew I needed him for myself. And I was like, that was a weird, weird emphasis to put there, Paul. Mm. Yeah, especially, when, especially in contrast to him complaining about Ash saying it's always about Ash, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. To me, I see that as like, Paul being a hypocrite because yeah no it, it is mm-hmm. and that's why I, it just bothers me it's like are you even listening to yourself 
Yeah, and there is an episode earlier on in the next season that kind of plays into this a bit more in a very satisfying way, actually. Um, so with like that in mind, this seems like it's a foundation moving forward for that part. But that's way ahead, so I'm not going to get into it now. But I will say, like, this by itself does feel weird when he says that. I, I, I mean, like, if you think about it in, on the macro level, it is kind of how he evaluates almost all of the Pokemon that he joins. But to him, uh, Chimchar's raw power that he saw there seems like it's something that just stands out way more than he can even, like, stop to examine. Like, he doesn't even check Chimchar's stats and all that before he puts it in the ball. Uh, before, like, before, yeah, when you, you know how he usually, like, scans the Pokeball with his Pokedex? Right. This is the first time we see him, like, just straight up be like, hey, I want to catch you, and, like, very clearly does not intend to even do that. Yeah, he understands Chimchar's potential, and that's not something that he does right off the bat with every Pokemon. I mean, even, even his yeah. Ursaring, he checked before right. just trying to keep it. <laughs> and that thing was using, what, like, Hammer Arm or whatever. Hyper Beam, yeah. A Hyper Beam, yeah. And this is where we get to, like, the confrontation part here where he still wants to push Chimchar beyond the limit to activate and recreate that moment of the Zangoose attacking him. And as everyone here is trying to convince him not to, Nurse Joy actually comes out and is like, I have to insist that you don't do that because Chimchar needs to rest. And Paul just kind of, like, acknowledges it her and leaves which is like jeez like does the champion have to tell you when you're doing something wrong for someone for like you to listen the champion did tell him yeah that's what i'm saying like and that's when he actually listened because we'll find out that in in just a few moments that he didn't listen to nurse joy right yeah i i I felt like it was uh Posted while it was like an impactful moment when even Nurse Joy, who is like has mm-hmm. always just been this kind of objective third party, like doesn't really um, do much um, to like interfere, you know, with mm-hmm. things. And she's like, uh, "No, you like need to let Chimchar nap, please, and thank you." Yeah, <laughs> and even Paul says some heavy stuff. Like he's like, at this point, Chimchar is going to get stronger, or he's going to be emotionally scarred. Like he just straight up says that, which I found wild for a Pokemon episode. Yeah. I thought Brock said that. Yeah, yeah, Brock says that right yeah, before. Yeah, Brock says that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's two extremes, and there's no middle ground for Paul. Yeah, Paul's the, the extreme character in this case. It also explains how earlier in, in an episode that we did with Greg, Chimchar is the first Pokemon that he sends out against Cynthia's Garchomp. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Even though it's like, Chimchar has no business fighting this Garchomp. For multiple reasons. I mean, Chimchar and Turtwig have no business fighting the next two Pokemon Oh, okay, either. fair. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to move on to that battle? Uh, yeah, I will just say I feel like this is another example just of, of like, Paul being dislikable, unlikable for just the sake of, like, him being unlikable. Like, there seems to be no reason for him to, like, treat Nurse Joy this way and, like, uh, to just um, be so dismissive of, like, everybody's concerns. And it's, like... And it's it doesn't right. make him interesting. Like it's not. It doesn't like uh, create like intrigue about his character. Or, like m- like lend depth or shade to his character. It's just like, well, you're being a jerk for like no particular reason, and it's annoying to watch. Right, and also like a lot of it is stubbornness. But Ash is stubborn too, and is able to overcome that and like learn from it and like have right. growth, and like pretty consistently too. And Paul just isn't that like he never really learns from anything that happens even though he's consistently like shown to be in the wrong and like it shows that like this probably isn't the most effective method like all of his training methods are not that i I mean for me paul stands out as more of a great obstacle to ash Mm-hmm. And there is some depth that he gets later on, but I, I definitely tell at this point, like he's just being portrayed in like the worst way that he can be um, mm-hmm. to kind of set up what happens here. Uh, as we move on to the next day, we see that Don and Conway win their battles along with Brock and Holly. 
but we have no idea how those battles went at all other than they won and we get into the last battle of the day where Ash chooses Turtwig and Paul being a responsible trainer that cares about his Pokemon sends out <laughs> Chimchar and everyone's just shocked and he's like what are you doing <laughs> like immediately like Nurse Joy is like I'm done I'm done here with this one <laughs> This is just a mess, and like Chimchar comes out bruised and yes. like looks like it's already in pain. It's just hard mm-hmm. to see, and it it looks like it's gonna get more painful for him as we see Metagross and Zangoose come out on the opponent's side. Two very <laughs> powerful Hoenn Pokemon. Who's bringing a Metagross to this thing? <laughs> I, I just want to talk. Look, he's playing the win, okay? <laughs> Clearly, jeez. And Zangoose is an issue for Chimchar because that's where we see Chimchar's PTSD come from uh, in its origin story when Paul first finds him. And uh, it's pointed out that Turtwig is going to have a rough time because Metagross resists a lot of its attacks. Um, but the battle starts off with Metagross going in for a bullet punch and Chimchar trying to use Flamethrower, but Zangoose actually interferes and uh, scares him in, from using any moves. So Turtwig Tr- Tr- tries to hit him away with the Razor Leaf, but Zangoose just kind of like double slaps them away with its claws. Uh, yeah. And that creates an opening for, Chim- for Metagross to land a hit on Chimchar and uh, knock him out from using a, a, a Flamethrower. It's a very fast-paced battle. Yeah. There's some really great animations and some really weird ones. <laughs> great in terms of, like, Zangus doing this, like, jump off of Metagross as it's mm-hmm. charging its bullet punch. And then, like, jumping down to attack Chimchar. I thought that was, like, really cool to see that tag team, like, actually being effective. Right. And not from just our main characters. Yeah, I think they uh, made extra effort in, like, making this Metagross-Zangoose team look, like, really good together and, like, really well choreographed <laughs> um, to kind of really emphasize that Ash and Paul are, are not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but very distinct effectiveness between the two teams. But then there's this really weird thing that I don't know if either of y'all thought this was weird. But Metagross just straight up spins across the screen like a wheel. Doing its oh, as it's using, punch. yeah, yeah. Okay, they they use basically the same animation for bullet punch and hammer arm, which kind of threw me off oh. when I was looking at it again. Uh, and I'm like, what? What's going on here? It's like, what is? It, it's just like rolling across, and it just looks yeah. so out of place. She's not yeah. the only one teaching his Pokemon how to spin in battles. You <laughs> <laughs> learned nice. from Ash. Chimchar then tries to go in for Dig on Metagross, which would be a super effective move. And one of the tag partners is like, hey, watch out, he's going to use Dig. And he's like, don't worry, I got this. Metagross, use Magnet Rise. <laughs> and it's great because it's like, oh, yeah, that works. Sure. If you don't know that move from the games, Magnet Rise prevents a Pokemon from taking uh, ground-type damage. So super useful for, for Steel-type Pokemon. Um, and we see here... Uh, Chimchar comes out from the ground, but Magnarize keeps um, keeps Metagross from from being hurt by that. So just a little fun bit of in-game kind of mechanics there. And then Zangoose comes in with a Crush Claw to mobilize Chimchar. And then Turtwig tries to tackle the Zangoose, uh, but it's able to dodge and then use Psychic to just send Turtwig flying right into Chimchar. And Wait. as... Chimchar tries to use... Yeah. Was that a dodge or did it use detect? Except detect. Because <laughs> it did the eye twinkle thing. I'm like, oh, was that it? Like, I was, <laughs> Hey, I was, like, maybe really the sub. Uh, Manny might know about that. Yeah. That would be cool. But here, Chimchar tries to go in for a, a flame wheel, and there's just a brutal moment where Zangoose just, like, stomps Chimchar down to prevent him from spinning. And okay, Chimchar is this- now paralyzed by fear. Is this the moment where Paul is like, use Flame Wheel on Turtwig? Was no, that no, that's, that's about okay. to come. Okay. Yeah, about to we're, we're going to stop and talk about that moment. We're, yes. we're like, 
another there's like seven crush claws in this like one <laughs> battle we're in like crush claw two hey crush claw has All a right. lot of power points okay <laughs> uh and then Turtwig prevents a crush a crush claw on chimchar by biting zangoose's hand which i thought was like yeah. oh that's a smart play actually uh and then an even smarter play is as we see paul say well metagross says metagross goes in for bullet punch and paul has Turtwig and zangoose kind of blocking his way so he just says chimchar to use flame wheel on Turtwig, like very explicitly on Turtwig. and okay. chimchar's like what? what? No. <laughs> yeah, this was so weird. Like, maybe one of you can explain this to me, but like, I get Turtwig was in the way, but why not be like, use Flame Wheel on Metagross and like, yeah. go through Turtwig if you have to, not like, specifically aim for Turtwig. That makes no sense. And like, if no. he was really just aiming for Turtwig, like, presumably, like, Metagross would not get the brunt of the attack. Turtwig would. So like, this command just makes zero sense to me. It's the stakes. Yes. You, you gotta have high stakes. Uh, maybe it's like, hey, that bullet punch is going for Churchwig, so if you go through the same target, you're gonna hit Metagross. Oh, I yeah. accept none of these explanations. <laughs> I don't no either. Sense, I... And Paul just being, like, again, just being, like, horrible for the sake of being horrible, and it, like, makes no sense and isn't fun to watch, and it's like, wh what, what are you accomplishing by, like, setting this poor turtle on fire like this is this is getting you nowhere <laughs> oh no oh no uh and receive flame wheel hit metagross but also as the announcer commentates burning half of Turtwig's face uh jeez oh, which just leaves a a a traumatized chimchar even more traumatized as he sees his teammate hurt by him yeah makes no sense especially like it hits double hard that Turtwig like just took an attack for Chimchar. Yeah. No, like, and like right. Chimchar doesn't want to do this. And like, ugh, it's just... It could just be Paul being like purposefully trying to stress out Chimchar by making but, like, him do these things even more. Yeah. Um, like I don't see how attacking your friend is gonna like bring out the same stress as getting attacked by Zangoose. Like it just makes no sense for like whatever purpose. Like, there, I can think of no motivation for why you would specifically target Turtwig and not Metagross when they're, oh, no, like... I 100% agree. The phrasing is definitely the part that's, like, mm, like, you're not, like, hiding a plan here or anything. It's not as, like... Yeah, it's not like you layered. have specifically, like, attack off of Turtwig to, like, bounce and, like, do a thing. Right. It's literally just, like, you aim at one of them <laughs> and you decided to tell him to aim at your teammate. Yeah. And it's, like, it just, <laughs> ugh. Mm hmm yeah, it irks it irks me for sure as well. And then when when Chimchar like refuses to do it, Paul's just like, "Yes." Mm -hmm. It's like, "Okay, Paul. Great, thanks." Yeah, he just breaks down Chimchar good, even more. Good argument, good points. I really, uh, I really think this is the great move to do here, Paul. Yeah, well, well spoken, Paul. <laughs> and, and then Zangus pins down Chimchar. Uh, Turtwig's able to knock it off using Razor Leaf, though but then just collapses from all the damage that it's taken, which gives Zangoose an opening to use Fire Blast on the Turtwig. And Chimchar jumps over Turtwig and just blocks its Fire Blast with its bare hands, uh, and it causes him to get its own power boost as you see the tail on, or, yeah, you see the fire on its booty just light up uh, as it takes in the heat from this Fire Blast. Yeah, it reminds me of, of Ring Fit when you squat down low enough. Exact same thing. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, okay. So this this moment also made no sense. So this happens. Uh, Chimchar is like charged up, ready to go. He's like in that squat and his butt is on fire, literally. <laughs> and uh, he's like clearly very powerful. Like the fire is charging him up just like Paul wanted. And Paul is just like standing there completely expressionless. And everyone's like, all right, like, we're ready. And Ash is like, do a command. And Paul just, like, stares for a few more frames and then, like, turns away and just, yeah. like, refuses to do anything. And then, like, Ash yeah. ends up telling Chimchar to use Flamethrower and winning the battle. But I don't understand, like, isn't this exactly what Paul wanted? Like, wasn't this his goal? Like, why is he, why is he being like this? Because he doesn't like how Chimchar got there. It's yeah. so petty. 
Wait, what? That was actually the reason? Oh my god, that's so dumb. That like at, at this point he's already given up. Yeah. The like right before with the flamethrower, Paul just like shuts down. And I really dislike this as well because of what we've seen Paul in previous battles. Like he very much never gives up. And it yeah, felt like, really out of character. Like the Rourke battle, the Cynthia battle, mm-hmm. the, even the first uh, Chimchar Chartwig battle. Like Paul is like equal to Ash in terms of like how wild his strategies are to try and scrape out a win. And here Paul just straight up gives up. Yeah, like it's he, not even like he it's not even like he's already looked away and then Chimchar starts blazing up. So it's not like, oh, he like didn't notice that Chimchar was all like suddenly charging up with power. Like it was very clear that like Chimchar started charging and Paul was looking right at Chimchar and like everybody could see that Chimchar was like about to leash this crazy unleash this crazy power. But like it doesn't make sense that Paul would suddenly just be like give up after seeing that like what we've seen from paul is that he will stop at nothing to win so it doesn't make any sense to me that like even if it was like through and a sense of altruism rather than extreme stress that brought out this power like i can't see that mattering so much that paul would be like i'm gonna give up this win because we didn't get there the way i wanted like if we're to go with what we've like been what paul has what paul's character has been built up as to this point you would expect like okay like it wasn't what i expected but here like this is exactly what i wanted now we can use this power and like win this battle and that's not what happens and and yeah i just like i don't buy i don't buy that yeah i don't buy that paul that for paul like the motivation of his pokemon is more important than the results like i think this whole section um, like maybe that's the explanation that they're trying to push, but I think it doesn't track at all with what we have seen of him in previous episodes. And I mean, there's another thing here where like this is it's unclear as we go forward if this is the the intent for what Blaze is supposed to be, because we get another depiction of what Blaze actually looks like in uh in the next season. So it could also right. just be what he wants to see it in how Chimchar executes this power. Right. I feel like we're not having an argument of like what Paul's motivation is. Like I think we can all agree that the show is presenting in this episode that Paul's motivation is like to use the fear and to bring that out in his Chimchar and that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. So he gives the he lets him go. Like I think we're all agreed on that point. I think what we are uh maybe arguing about is that like whether that makes sense for Paul in his character yes. arc, given what we know about him. Like we're not arguing exactly. that that's his motivation. Like, yeah, clearly that's what they're trying to go. Like that's what the Pokemon just, company is going with. It's just that it makes no sense given what we know about Paul as a character. And like, um, like, yeah, it, that clearly is his motivation, but like, why is it his motivation? It doesn't make yes, sense. That exactly. That his motivation. It seems to come out of nowhere. And it's, it's not like Paul's a character. We don't see a lot. We see him fairly often. And we got hints of it when Brock was alluding to the Elekid taking the power from electric attacks and using that to charge itself. And we sort of got that in the episode before this with Chimchar taking fire attacks. But right, the with fear, but the fear itself, like I'm not arguing that that's the point of how he's trying to motivate Chimchar in this episode. What I'm saying is it's inconsistent with what we've seen in how he's trying to motivate Chimchar earlier in the season. Well, it's it's less even motivation. It's just like trying to trigger this in Chimchar. Right. But I feel like if that were important, one, Paul's goal for the tag battle wouldn't be specifically for him to fight fire types, but rather to fight strong Pokemon. The fact that he fixates on fire types seems weird to me because like, yeah, he's trying to draw out that charging ability, but also like, that's not going to give Chimchar that stress that say like, if if he has an option to fight a Magmortar and a Metagross, the Metagross is more likely to bring out the stress. Well, I see the like fire type explanation more as like a side goal for him because He's doing that with Elekid too, and as far as we know, Elekid isn't 
triggered at all by stress or anger in, right. in battle, but like he still trained it to use electricity against its opponents. So, okay, so this is like another. I like didn't even make that connection of he said that the main goal was to use fire type attacks and then suddenly it's like oh his main goal is actually to like freak Chimchar out so that he can be yeah. powerful. Like I see that as right. just another example of this inconsistency. Like Paul yes. says that the reason that he brought Chimchar to the battle is to charge up his fire type attacks. So how come suddenly like all of his actions say that his goal is actually to like trigger Chimchar's PTSD and bring out this crazy adrenaline rushed power? Like it's just another thing that they present right. to us but it doesn't make sense well it still comes out because that's what we see them training for like even separate from the tournament he would still be doing that right but then given that he states his motivation is the fire type attacks as well when he's faced with a fire type attack he doesn't react Paul yeah, so that's, that's what I was saying before as well, and uh -huh. that, like, he got exactly what he said his goal was, which is Chimchar showing this crazy power because he's getting powered up by another fire-type move. So, like, he's getting exactly what he asked for, so why isn't he capitalized? See, I, like, even just these two episodes, I think it's it's just the things that I see between the lines there, that given his character and what we've seen him kind of be his treatment of his pokemon all just makes sense to me like that's just what i'm taking away from it and like you like the only things that come to mind for like why i'm referring to stuff that happens in the future are two moments that like are way past this uh in relation to like the history that chimchar and paul have so i i i'm sorry i can't see it from how you guys are seeing it there to me this makes sense like how Paul is. Well, you got your variety of voices yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, you got your opinions. And like the last moment here is as Chimchar is turning to leave, walking towards the forest, uh, going. I don't know where Chimchar thinks it's going, but <laughs> uh, Ash steps up and says, "Hey, Chimchar, come with us," and. Dawn asks, "Is like, are you sure?" And oh, Dawn, like, what? Like, to me, Dawn doesn't seem like someone who would doubt this moment. I think she only doubts it because Paul's still there. Okay, because Paul like stops and they see him, and he's turned around, and I think it's more like Dawn's like, "Do you think this is a good move right now?" Yeah, I also saw that as more of like an are you sure, like maybe said to Ash, but directed more to like Chimchar and Paul, as in like the like if if we take yeah. you, like you you're not going back to Paul, and like that is meant for both Chimchar and Paul to be like sure of that decision. Interesting. Do you think this is framed at all by Dawn releasing Pachirisu? And then getting Pachirisu back? Mm. Really? I don't see any parallels there. Like, okay. I feel like it was a completely different context that Dawn was releasing Pachuisu. Like, she wasn't releasing Pachuisu out of contempt for it being a weak <laughs> mouse. Uh, it was, like... Yeah, it was um, more, like, contempt for herself for not yeah, being able to yeah. handle it. Yeah, if anything, it was, like, a compassionate move, because she was like, I'm not good enough to be your trainer, be free! Whereas <laughs> this was, like... You are not good enough to be my Pokemon. Be gone. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, like, to me, the, the one connection is, like, maybe because she knows of all that, like, like, inner <laughs> dramatic drama that she went through with that, and going back to it, it's like, mm, maybe, like, Paul is going to go through that, or Chimchar is going to go through it as, like, the party like, that's I really being that. affected here. I see that as more um, evidence for the interpretation of like that is more meant for Paul and Chimchar to be sure rather than being like, Ash, are you sure you want to take this poor, sad Pokemon that needs help? Are you sure you want to be the compassionate trainer? We all know you to yeah. be Ash. <laughs> Do you want to abandon it like you did that Hippopotas like five episodes ago? Which oh, dang. Totally should have been your Pokemon. Um, but Paul does not look like he could care less and walks off as... Ash lends out it's his hand and he's like, we'll work hard together, basically. 
Chimchar, like this is the cliffhanger for the episode is Chimchar like basically deciding if he's going to go with Ash. But at this point, you guys, I'm guessing you know, can tell what's going to yeah. happen here. It's pretty obvious. I do have one prediction for the next episode. I'm going to be very upset if I don't see this prediction. Huh? Right after this decision, Paul says pathetic and walks away. If this doesn't happen, I'm I'm, I'm out. I'm out on Paul. Mm. <laughs> because that's a, that's the most Paul move to do. Have you seen either of you seen the next episode? Nope. Nope. Okay. Any predictions from you, Karina? I can see uh there being like a chimchar against Paul standoff. I'm gonna make that my prediction. Oh. Ooh, okay. How? Like chimchar. in a battle, you mean or Okay, well clearly it doesn't happen because Will is surprised, but no, yeah, no, like, I, I, Ash I, bringing out say... Chimchar in, oh. in a battle against Paul. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm just like uh, thinking the tournament's still going on, so I'm, I'm just like, how how that happened? But I don't know, man. Interesting, I'm interesting. putting it out there. Sure, sure. In terms of like the meta marketing of this season, what do you think about this being the way that we get all starters on the main characters' teams? I think it works. Okay. I think I think we've been building up to this. I think of all of the arcs we've had. The Ash and Chimchar relationship has been very steady and constant. I I think mm-hmm. it had roots early on. And it's something that it it doesn't come out of left field. It it doesn't seem forced. Especially in the past few episodes where Ash does show genuine compassion towards Chimchar. It comments on its growing strength. It just shows that Ash has been building up a relationship with these other characters and these other Pokemon, even if they're not his own. Yeah. I think that's the biggest strength to this in general. Uh, Karina, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, this okay, this is I kind of okay. This is what I kinda of like about this episode is that both of you have said neither Chimchar is your favorite, so I'm really <laughs> interested in what your takes are on this as it joins the party, since we already have Piplup and Churchwig. I don't know. I don't have super strong feelings about it. Chimchar is my least favorite Sinnoh starter. Oh no! I do, <laughs> I do feel for him. I like. I am happy that he is released from um, like mm-hmm. Paul's brutality, and I hope that he can yeah. be happy and leave that behind and not be like Stockholm syndrome pining after Paul mm. or something. Um, but right. Yeah, that that's about it. Okay, I guess. I do, yeah, I have one more thing to say. It's not related to that. Paul made the stupidest decision to release Chimchar for one reason, regardless of how he feels towards Chimchar, because he follows it up by saying he's going to find another fire type. Paul, do you know what region you're in? He's hey, about to find out. Season hey. two is just going to be Paul looking for another fire type Pokemon <laughs> and realizing that there are none. One. He's like, wait, hold up. I made a mistake. Come back. There's no fire types in Sinnoh. He gets... I mean, okay. Who do you think he's going to replace him with? Magmortar. Gotta be. Unless unless they bring in, like, a Charizard or something. Oh, man. That'd be wild. Oh, God. Don't do this to me. Don't. <laughs> Jim Char- no. Charizard becomes the villain after 10 seasons. Oh, God. No, I mean, that's really the only thing they can make it. And having, like, a... Um, Electivire... Magmortar team would actually make a lot of sense for Paul. Yeah, it would. It it really would. <laughs> uh, but that is funny that he specifically is like, I need to find another fire type. And I'm like, well, you got Good luck, buddy. Paul Pickens, Paul. Uh, even though we have a fire type elite four member for some reason. But this is the intense end to episode 50 of the anime, Glory Blaze. What would you guys rate this episode? I'm going to give it a solid one, just because I was like so fed up with everything <laughs> watching this episode. And it was just like confused oh, and mad. There was like the fr- the first moment where we we still don't know whether Callaway or Con- Conway? Conway. Conway is like evil or what his deal is okay like, he had a weird moment and Why then like think he's evil like i don't know he, he does he does the anime glasses thing <laughs> yeah it's it like weird. the number one weird. sign and that's but that's <laughs> he, unrelated oh, also and then all of the paul stuff that we have already dealt with and also my one last burning question which is 
Mm-hmm. Are they supposed to share the soothe bell after they win it? Like, what is no. the deal here? <laughs> There's multiple bells. <laughs> he the bell do? in the singular. I was listening for him to yeah, say he's bells. Like, the soothe like, bell. Yeah, yeah one, you and your partner look, will win. Like one you are bound trainer. for life, so that you can. He does not specify. He says one soothe bell, and it's like it's you, you win, and you're bound for life by the soothe bell. Goodbye. Have fun. Oh, so, for all of these. It's like an engaged couple. It's like that's the really who the wither has to be for them to share it. Ash and Paul, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, so solid one for me. Alright, alright. Jam. I really like this one until we started discussing Paul. I'm okay. not gonna lie there. I I still feel like it felt inconsistent. And I do like the episode. I like what it does, the implications for the series as a whole, and what it sets up. I don't like Paul. And I don't, it's not just I don't like him as a character. I don't like how he is portrayed and how he's written. I've brought up my gripes about the inconsistency in how his dialogue, in his actions. It just, it seems like they had a bunch of ideas for him and they were unable to follow through in this season. I know mm-hmm. there's much more to his character that will probably be touched on, but I feel like they didn't know where to take his arc this season. And I think it dragged the episode down. I'm not going to be as harsh as the one, I, I think I, I'm going to put it right in the middle around a f- anywhere between a four or six, depending on how I'm feeling about Paul the day I watch it. Mm. <laughs> but um, I, I really think that was the only main issue. The problem is it's so ingrained into the story that it just takes everything down with it. I, I think it'd be better if they just had a more solid reasoning and motivation for Paul that was consistent up to this point i just don't feel like they had that uh for me i really like this episode i i just follow the the kind of logic that i was seeing here and i think part of it is just seeing it in the larger context of the show that like i don't see this much as the as paul's arc it's just kind of like He's in here involved, but it, it kind of boils down to Chimchar. I kind of appreciated the setup that they did. I do maybe wish like there was more backstory that could have been given before we got to this point, because this episode kind of has a lot of that exposition put into it with Chimchar's backstory and mm. maybe like kind of retconning some of the stuff that we've seen Paul do up to this point. But I, I found it pretty acceptable in in how they presented it so for me i i'd give this episode an eight and a half so there you have it we have a a big spectrum of opinions in this episode uh and And it's spicy for the end of the season (laughs) hey gloria blaze yeah uh we have one more episode which uh, we will be doing soon as well for you guys to listen to next week so if you want to hear us get even more heated next week i don't think it's gonna oh happen boy. actually yeah. i think the next one uh the next one is titled smells like team spirit so i think it'll be a lot more collaborative just just given by the title um and we're gonna be back on that one yeah you will be here and i think we'll have one more person join as well and oh be oh man <laughs> oh, God, it's gonna be like a six hour episode but yeah, thank you both for being here. And if people want to find you, where can they do that? I am on the internet as Pingumon. And I am on the internet as well as TurtleGuy512. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and both of you have Turtwig and Piplump as your profile pictures, respectively, right? I have Ice Cube, uh, actually, but we'll have to get through four more gens before we can get to that Pokemon. I, I have my real Turtwig. One of my rings. That's cool. Yeah, where's your pet penguin, Pengu? (laughs) Just get a penguin. Yeah, just get. I have adopted adopted a penguin from the World Wildlife Fund, and that's the best that I can do. Okay, that's that's you know high high marks there. High marks. Thank you. Snap there. 
Uh, somewhere in Antarctica. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Hey, there's, like, <laughs> some part, like, in, what, like, Australia or Brazil that there's some penguins or something? Yeah, you can get them down there. Okay. <laughs> you get them yeah. down there. <laughs> Mine is a cold weather penguin. Cold weather? Okay, cool. Yeah, but thank you, both of you, for being here and sticking through this this blazing <laughs> conversation. Oh, thank yeah. Thank you for no, having it's, us on. It's yeah. fun. I I do enjoy these discussions, regardless of how heated they seem to get. <laughs> it's it's the the ability blaze that we all have without even <laughs> of knowing. Of course. Uh, but this has been another episode of Sights on Sinnoh, episode 30. And if you want to watch the anime with us, Pokemon.com has all the episodes conveniently up there for you. So you can watch all of season 10. Uh, 11, 12, and 13 at the time of this recording, so feel free to check those out, along with any other episodes that they might have up there. Pokemon.com also has news for all Pokemon-related things, as one might guess, so go ahead and check that out as well. Uh, Jam Karina, thanks for coming once again, and until next time, we'll see you in Sinnoh.